healing.com or 217-8878. It's just a few seconds before 10 o'clock and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor and streaming online everywhere at WERU.org. Healthy Options with your host Andre Bella is up next. your host for today's Healthy Options, a program about integrative health therapies. Today we'll be talking with Clint Ober, author of Earthing, the most important health discovery ever. Reminder that this is a live call-in show. The call-in number is 866-625-9378, and we'll be taking calls in about 30 minutes at, at the half hour. So today we're going to talk about Earthing, Clint Ober, Stephen Sinatra, and Martin Zucker have co-authored the book Earthing, and I'd like to start by quoting something from their book. Beneath your feet outdoors is not just a mere patch of grass, dirt, sand, or concrete. It is an omnipresent source of natural healing energy. After you read this book, you will never look at the ground the same way. We humans, as all living beings, are electrical creatures on an electrical planet. And the ground beneath us is more than something we just stand, walk, play, and build on. And this morning, we're going to talk to Clint Ober about exactly what that means. Clint Ober started as a cable TV salesman in Billings, Montana, and rose to become a leader in the industry. In the early 1970s, he formed Telecrafter Corporation and built it into the largest provider of cable marketing and installation services in the United States. In the 1980s, he turned his attention to the fledgling computer industry. He partnered with McGraw-Hill to acquire live feed distribution rights for computer use from news services around the world. Following a near-fatal disease in 1993, he embarked on a personal journey looking for a higher purpose in life. During his travels, he discovered earthing and has been resolutely focused ever since to promote the scientific exploration and practical applications for this concept of earthing. Good morning, Clint. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, good morning, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Um, I have uh, read your book cover to cover and been uh, very fascinated by what you're saying because it's such a concept that I, I never really thought about. Someone said to me once, uh, we think that we are walking and passing through the world, but the world is really passing through us. And when I read your book, I thought about that. So would you tell us, what what is earthing? Well, uh, earthing is, it's it's really um, bare skin contact with the earth. And the effect of earthing is that the, the earth itself has a, what we call a negative surface charge. And in the electrical world, communications world, we have to ground everything to the earth in order to maintain the electrical stability and and normal functioning of electrical equipment and the electrical uh, grid that needs our homes. And so this is an invisible energy, but when you touch the earth, then your body absorbs and becomes charged with Earth's energy. And uh, it's called grounding. Uh, and earthing is, a, is another way of saying it. Uh, um, 
But the effect of earthing is that it prevents charge, uh, prevents electrical imbalances. For instance, like uh, if a cloud is going by and there's a rainstorm and all of a sudden there's lightning, what you're actually seeing is there is an electrical imbalance between the earth and the clouds. And so there's a, a welling up of electrons on the surface of the earth. And when there's an equal amount of opposite charge, uh, they will uh, reach up and um, you see the lightning strike, which is a crack in the plasma, and the electrons are flowing up to the cloud and uh, <clears throat> neutralizing the electrical imbalance. So in the body itself, I mean, throughout all time, we were always barefoot, slept in caves or slept on the earth throughout most of our time on the planet, and we were always electrically connected to the earth. Do you want me to go on? <laughs> well, I, yeah, so so um, what you're saying is that um, it, it's a it's a neutral, it's a zero charge when, for instance, the, the clouds, the, the lightning comes down to the negative uh, electrons from the earth. So is it, a, is it a balancing out kind of a thing? Yes, that's what it is. It's to prevent, um, it's to prevent uh, charges, meaning um, like in the communications industry, software, uh, if we have a charge, uh, it will burn a chip or it'll burn or it'll destroy software. It will destroy something if there's electricity passing, you know, um, static electrical charges and so on. And so what when you're grounded, you prevent uh, any electrical imbalances so there can be no damage. That's why we ground computers, ground refrigerators, ground many things in the home, uh, the chassis, so that if somebody touches it, you know, it's going to be grounded. It'll be at Earth's potential to prevent. It's, it's for safety mm-hmm. and uh, normal functioning. Okay, so so how does this uh, relate to our health? Or maybe I could ask it another way, too, is how does it affect us um, negatively in a, in, a, in a bad way through ill health if we aren't electrically okay. balanced? Well, I think a good place is to tell a little story here. Go back to about 1950. In the early 1950s, um, I can remember my mom being barefoot outdoors, hanging clothes on the line. Yeah, my mom uh, did that she, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or she was in the garden uh, with her fingers and, and usually with barefoot, either planting things or harvesting things or planting flowers and, you know, just forever outdoors. And the kids, uh, we were all barefoot because uh, back then we only had leather soled shoes and we had to save them for church and school and special events. Or if we were working in the field, we needed a certain kind of shoe. But other than that, we were always barefoot. So about mid-1950s, television came along. And uh, all of a sudden, we started spending a little more time in the home. Mm -hmm. Before television, you couldn't get us in the home or get us in the house at night. Um, So, And then about 1960, we invented plastics. Uh, anything that's plastic in our in our environment today uh, didn't exist prior to 1960. The first thing we did, though, with plastics was we put rubber sole shoes. I mean, we put the synthetic materials on our on the bottom of our shoes, mm-hmm. and 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 we 
made carpets. Almost all carpets are made out of plastic. So these are insulated. So now when people go outdoors, first of all, they're going out less because of television and so on back then. And then when they go outdoors, they have rubber sole shoes on, which insulate us from the earth. It's like an insulating jacket on an electrical wire to prevent uh, conductivity. So <clears throat> anyhow, in 1960, uh, we started to make a big shift. And in, in about 1960, 95% of the visits to a practitioner, to a doctor, were for an infectious disease, an acute injury, or childbirth. Today, 95% of all visits to a practitioner are for what we call a stress-related health disorder, meaning that something is stressing the body sufficient that it can't maintain health. Does this and, include, <clears throat> like, inflammatory-related diseases? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all the inflammation-related health disorders. And the word inflammation means inflamed body is on fire. There's oxidation occurring in the body. Oxidation is like a fire burning a log. So anyhow... Um, so basically, by, by um, inventing these new products and using, using things like plastic and rubber and so on, um, and having less... Con- we, we cut ourselves off from the energy source of the earth? Is that what you're saying? Yes, we lost our electrical ground, meaning we're no longer at the same electrical potential as the earth. And there can't be any charge on the earth. I mean, uh, you know, all trees, plants, animals, anything connected to the earth, touching the earth, is grounded. Um, And humans used to be grounded until 1960 when we started putting river soles in our shoes. And you can see the curve. I mean, it's like autism, lupus, MS, uh, cardiovascular disease. All of these were, you know, one in 100,000, one in 50,000, one in 40, whatever. But today... Autism is 1 in 60. Diabetes is 1 in 40. You know, uh, and, and the list goes on. Lupus, MS, 1 in 100. Um, <clears throat> and so we have the best medicine today. We have the best food. We have the best docs, nutraceuticals. We have everything. But yet everybody's getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. And more people are spending, I mean, their health is more compromised now than it was then. Um, <clears throat> so anyhow... What happened uh, is about 15 years ago, one day I was sitting on a bench and I was watching a bunch of kids get off of a bus and they all had uh, the big white tennis shoes on. And I intuitively asked the question, I wonder if there's any consequence to us not being grounded like we used to be when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know, but I started doing some electrical testing and found that there was a huge electrical difference in the body when it's grounded and not grounded. So can can you measure, and, is that measurable? I mean, can you take yes. a, an individual person and measure how calibrated they are to to the energy of the earth? Yes, you can go to Radio Shack and buy a 2995 voltmeter and connect it to the earth, connect yourself to it, and insulate yourself from the earth. You can measure the charge on your body, then put your feet on the earth and you can see the difference. Um, <clears throat> it's that fast. I mean, so yes, you, you're it's measuring the yes, speed of light, electrical electricity travels speed of light. So, 
So, you know, I mean, you're saying, like, if you get one of these voltage meters and what might be a typical reading for an average person that, you know, wears rubber shoes and is walking around on a carpet, like what kind well, of number, was, how, do, how does that work with the numbers? Well, it, it, if it's static electricity, for instance, like if you're picking your feet up and down on carpet with rubber sole shoes, uh, you can have five, uh, as high as 10,000 volts wow. of static ch- charge on your body. When you're grounded, it will be zero. So you're saying no that you what. could you could have this voltage meter and you could be measuring all, this kind of voltage, and then you go outside and put your feet on the ground, it would go boom to zero? Exactly, in, at wow. the speed of light. That's amazing. Yes. yes. So anyhow, when, when I started doing these early measurements, I, I first of all grounded myself, and I actually grounded myself while I was in bed. I ran a wire out the window connected it to a ground round, took a piece of metal duct tape, about four inches wide. I remember reading in the book some of your, your early uh, attempts at those <laughs> sheets like, with the duct tape. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I connected the meter to a different ground rod, so I measured, so when I would touch the meter, I could see whether I was grounded or not. The first time I did that, I fell asleep almost instantly, and I had a lot of problems sleeping, but, but I had a lot of chronic pain. But anyhow, after that, I started grounding a few friends, and they thought I was nuts first. But then uh, they all, everybody had better sleep. And so one of them came to me one day and says, do you think this could possibly have any effect on my arthritis? Because my arthritis pain is beginning to disappear. And I said, no, I don't think so. But then I thought about it, and all my chronic pain had began to disappear. (laughs) So shortly after that, I... Started, I went to California. Uh, I was living in Arizona at the time. went to California. Uh, tried to get uh, a study going at the University of uh, at UC, uh, UCLA. And um, <clears throat> they pretty much thought I was nuts. <laughs> but since then, I've done a dozen peer-reviewed published studies. But, but the point was, there was nothing in the literature that uh, suggested that grounding the body had any effect whatsoever on the body. But one day I met a cardiologist by the name of Stephen Sinatra, who helped author this book, Earthing. And I was telling him what I was experiencing. And, and in the process, he said, Clint, he says, you need to look up, you need to understand inflammation and how the body works, how the immune system functions. And so we have, here we have an electronics guy coming together with an MD, putting these pieces together. Card- yeah. Yeah, okay. cardiologists. Interesting. Uh, cardiologists know the body's electrical. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> so anyhow, uh, I started to do research on the immune system and inflammation. And one day, uh, I was reading about a neutrophil. And this is a white blood cell that whenever you have a pathogen or a damaged cell, the immune system will uh, send a neutrophil to encapsulate it and to release uh, an acid that's you know similar, but it's to release reactive oxygen species, and in short, that would be free radical. And these <clears throat> radicals or these reactive oxygens, what they do is they they have an electron imbalance, so they steal electrons from the cellular makeup of the cell that's being destroyed or the pathogen, and that's how the immune system eliminates pathogens. And as soon as I read that, I said, well, well, the body's electrical. I mean, the, the immune system is electrical. Mm-hmm. It's operating with electrons. 
uh, electron imbalances. And as soon as I understood that, then I was able to start making sense out of what was going on. So when you think about chronic inflammation, uh, you may, first of all, that's very abnormal to have chronic inflammation. It's like an example would be if you look at all the animals who live in the wild, they don't have cardiovascular disease, plaque on their teeth. They don't have any of these mm-hmm. degenerative uh, health disorders. But if you look at the domestic animals who live indoors with their owners, they develop the same inflammation-related health disorders as their owners over time. So that means it is environment. It's not what they're eating and drinking. It's where they're living. And so anyhow, as time went on, uh, I began to understand um, and, and did many studies to help support and ferret this out. But what happens is when you have an injury or a pathogen or a damaged tissue cell, then the immune system cleans it up, and usually with a neutrophil, a microphage, whatever. But in the process, these chemicals are released, these acids, these free radicals. And that destroys the pathogen, but if there is not enough redox potential or uh, uh, electrons to... Uh, normalize the electron balance and so these are so these are the negative so electrons are negative and these are the ones that the earth is is full of that we're cutting ourselves off from is that what you're saying yes yes okay throughout all time our body always had was negatively charged meaning it had an abundance of free electrons to that are readily available to reduce charge and in this case the charge is from a free radical released by a neutrophil uh, so, in response to, if I'm following you right, so, so what you're saying is the body, traditionally, when we walked barefoot and had contact with the earth, always had a ready supply and ready access to those negative electrons, so that when right. those free radicals came along, they could give them plenty of those without any problem. Yeah, it would be impossible for you to have chronic inflammation if you were barefoot and grounded to the earth 24-7. Couldn't happen wow. against the laws of physics. So, so anyhow, that's kind of how we come to this. But, but the, the chronic inflammation is when you don't have enough electrons, then the neutrophils, the excess radicals, uh, once the cell is destroyed or whatever, then they, they can only last for a few nanoseconds. So they will strip an electron from an adjacent healthy cell, and that cell screams out to the immune system, something's still here getting me. Another microphage, I mean, another uh, neutrophil comes, releases more uh, reactive oxygen species. So that starts a cycle. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, It's 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 robbing, the free radicals are robbing those other cells of their negative electrons. Right. It's Mm -hmm. it's chronic Uh uh, collateral damage. And that's what causes inflammation and, and pain? Yes. Yes, that's what causes inflammation. If you have any pain, any chronic pain in your body whatsoever, it's because of chronic inflammation a non-healing wound you don't have enough electrons in your body to wall off, i mean to uh, neutralize mm-hmm. um, the, the immune response in that area of the body i, I want to re- remind our listeners anyone who might have um, just tuned in uh, this is healthy options and this morning we're interviewing clint ober about his book earthing and this is a call-in show and in about another 10 minutes Um, You will be able to call in. Um, I want to remind you that the number is 866-625-9348. 
888-900-9378. And you are listening to WERU Community Radio, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and WERU.org online. So let's continue, Clint. Um, I think, you know, the, the picture we're getting here is that human beings are, are have cut off their access to these uh, negative electrons, and that's what's right. causing all this inflammation. So, right. so okay. If, if this is, uh, what do we do about it? How do we get? How do we get grounded again? Well, the first thing I suggest to anybody and everybody, and in the book, mm-hmm. is uh, if you have chronic pain, if you have, if you don't, if your health isn't normal and natural. I mean, health is the body's most natural state. If you're not healthy, then something you're doing is interfering with your body's ability to maintain health. And so what I try to tell people to do is just, you know, take an inventory of your chronic pain, uh, your skin color, uh, your energy level, and then just go outdoors and put your bare feet on the earth. Uh, You can sit on the earth with your hands and feet bare on the earth, or you can get a chair and just put your feet on the bottom, you know, so that your feet are on grass or or moist soil, and just sit there for 30, 40 minutes, and then take an inventory and notice the change in your pain, the change in your skin color, meaning you'll begin Mm -hmm. to turn pink and kind of rosy. Your demeanor will change. You'll feel better because you have less pain. Uh, Your energy comes up, and it's, it's, uh, it's profound. And so the question at that point is if, if earthing, just putting your bare feet on the earth can have this effect on on you, on your how you feel and your health and your body, then it's time to take an inventory of how you live and where you live. And uh, no, you know nobody's going to go outdoors and sleep on the grass, sleep in the dirt again. Uh, nobody's. Most people are not going to go barefoot. Um, so what this suggest and again my background is I'm an entrepreneur I was one of the first people that ever put data over a satellite and feed it to a personal computer so I always look ahead and see things that need to be done so <clears throat> what has to be done long term is carpets need to have some conductive material like carbon or silver built into oh, them okay. and connected to the earth so when you walk on a carpet barefoot mm-hmm. you're grounded mm-hmm. shoes need to have carbon embedded into the uh, the polymer-based soles, so that when you walk, the shoes are conductive. So is that what I? Some. I actually got some, you know, flip-flops for the summer. Uh-huh. That uh, uh-huh. and they look they look like they're rubber, but they're I guess made out of some special material. So is that yes. what it is? They it, they have carbon in in that yes. material, so that it can yes. it, it doesn't block or it helps conduct those uh, right. those negative electrons. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like identical to standing barefoot on the earth. Oh, and I and wanted to I, ask you one other question. I also saw online that they had shoes that had copper put into the soles. Um, right. And do those work? Yes, I mean, it's the same. Copper is a conductor. That's almost all electrical is runs on copper. Okay. And, and, and carbon is electrical. It's like all spark plug wires and things are carbon. Mm-hmm. And uh, carbon is a... You know, it's just very strong steel, and uh, uh, steel. Um, but anyhow, the um, 
yeah, so and, and this and then our couches and so on have to have in wherever we sit, walk or sleep has to have conductive material, meaning our mattresses or our bedding or the fabric on our couches or our shoes or flooring and so on at some point because if lack of contact with the earth is the underlying cause of autoimmune disease and inflammation, but that's eighty percent of all everything that our hospitals, doctors, and everything in the world is about. It's mm-hmm. like 20% mm-hmm. of the gross national debt of the mm-hmm. I mean, gross national product of the United States. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's huge. So this is, um, this is an important thing. That's why I, I call it the most important health discovery ever. It's not uh, to sell something. It's, it's about, you know, we've disconnected from nature. And if you look at nature, I mean, everything is in order. I mean, Health is the most natural state, and so in order to restore our health, we have to look at nature and incorporate uh, those aspects into our lives that are uh, necessary to stabilize the immune system. In this case, it is ground. And so in the meantime, uh, when I was doing all the studies, uh, we uh, we would use electrode patches with wires and we would ground them to the earth. We would use uh, mats that we borrowed from the ESD industry, made them a little more conductive. Uh, we made bedding that we put silver fibers in the cotton, uh, connected it to the earth. But all of these um, devices that we created or used along the way uh, ended up being products <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, people demanded because it was either practitioners or researchers or the subjects and their relatives. And and then when I wrote the book, uh, in May of 2010, I think it was published, uh, you know, we would sell some 20, 30 of these products a month, basically, to researchers and so on. And today we ship out, you know, 20, 30,000 products a month. And we don't advertise yeah. whatsoever. Amazing. Well, I know I, I sleep uh, on one of your grounding sheets every night, and I just um, recently went on a trip to India, and I took it with me um, because uh-huh. you, you simply have to put that plug into the third uh, little hole there in your outlet, which is the ground. And uh-huh. the place I went to in India, it, you know, they had the same thing, so I just plugged myself in. So uh-huh. I, I sleep grounded, and I, I think what you're proposing and what you're talking about here is, is so simple and available to everybody in that, you know, everybody can go out and uh, walk barefoot or even talk about um, things like uh, going to the beach and sand and water. How, what kind of conductors are those, and what effect does that have on the body? Well, uh, seawater you know, has salt. And salt is an excellent conductor, minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're walking on the beach and sand that's moist, uh, or in with your feet in the water, I mean that's about as grounded as you can get. Uh, mm-hmm. On the other hand, though, uh, just walking on grass or walking on damp soil, you know, soil that has just a little bit of moisture, or soil that has enough moisture that live things can grow, is really has the same effect. Mm-hmm. Now, now, um, what about uh, what about shoes with leather bo- bottoms on them? So, does that work? Do you do you not block the electrons if you wear a leather-soled shoe? What happens with leather shoes, <clears throat> especially the older 
the ones we used to wear a long time ago. They were pure leather. The liners inside were leather and everything. And as you wore them, your feet would perspire and saturate the the leather, the sole, with uh, moisture and salts, body salts. And so they were a semiconductor, very fairly conductive. And um, <clears throat> today, a lot of the leather sole shoes have plastic liners yeah. and, yeah. You know, that insulate. And so they're not as good mm-hmm. um, for conductivity. And if, and if they're very new, uh, until they get enough salt in them and enough moisture in them, uh, and as you wear them, they become more... You're going to feel better in a leather sole shoe. Mm-hmm. We know that from our... I think I, I bought a pair online that were leather, and they had uh, a slight sheepskin lining on the inside, just not uh-huh. thick. But it, will that kind of thing uh, work for allowing those electrons through? Yes, because your feet perspire. Okay, so that's a good thing. Your pers- yes. Yeah, your perspiration and the salt in your body salts uh, saturate the wool and the leather and becomes conductive. Okay. Um, We're approaching the half hour, and I just want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Clint Ober, and we're talking about his book, uh, Earthing, possibly the most uh, important health discovery ever. And um, the number is 866-625-9378. We will begin taking uh, calls over the air. And meanwhile, Clint and I are going to just keep talking about this uh, pretty incredible subject of earthing. I think it's especially interesting for people here in Maine because we do have the salt water and the beach, although in the wintertime it's kind of cold. So uh, we do appreciate, Clint, you sharing the other options that we would have in, in the colder weather. Um, we're, uh, the lines are open. Do we have a caller on the line? Not yet? Okay. Um, so uh, continue with this, this whole idea of what are, are some of those? You're talking about carpets. I know I listened to an interview that you had with Dr. Marcola, and um, that was pretty amazing. I think he said he keeps himself grounded, uh, you know, 23 out of 24 hours a day or something. Um, so you're t- what are some of the new ideas? Carpeting and maybe mattresses? Or what, what else is there that might be coming down the line in terms of marketing? Do we... Do we have you? Have we lost you? No. Okay. (laughs) Are you there, Clint? We're waiting for a caller online. I think we're having some technical problems. But maybe I'll just keep explaining until we can uh, get Clint back on the line again. Um, I know I've looked into earthing quite extensively, and I've tried some of these things. I've uh, tried going barefoot. And uh, I certainly love going to the beach and the, um, the earthing sheet that I guess originally grew out of a bunch of wires and duct tape uh, is now a little more comfortable to sleep on. You plug that into the grounding um, plug in your wall. So in your electrical socket, there are like three holes there, two that the prongs go in and the grounding wire. So what you do is you plug your, there's a wire on the earthing sheet, or he also has mats that you can have by your computer or you can put your feet on. And so you just plug those into the grounding, uh, the grounding hole, and that connects you with the earth. The other thing you can also do is run a wire out the window. If you're you know, out in your camp in the woods, no problem. Okay, we do have a caller on the line. 
we don't have a caller on the line. Okay. Um, so, your guest, Clint. Do we have you on the line? Yes. Okay. Um, so let's um, let's continue. Talk about some more of uh, the health issues that are related to grounding. Well, <clears throat> I know also the, uh, in the sports world they use uh, use a lot of earthing too. Yes, we have um, in the early days back in I think it was like two o four when we were doing some of our early research. Uh, one of the doctors that was involved. Uh, was also taking care of some of the um, riders in the Tour de France. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I didn't know too much about it at the time, but when we did, we, we did a study on cortisol. And, and as, when you sleep grounded, you, it normalizes the your cortisol secretion uh, profile because you know, it follows a circadian profile. And, <clears throat> and uh, it has a uh, significant, it's one of the reasons why people sleep better when they're grounded because it normalizes the cortisol secretion profile. But <clears throat> anyhow, as soon as when, when the doctors found out about that, uh, they started talking to the riders. And because one of the biggest problems they had, uh, they're riding, you know, like 100 miles or so a day up and down mountains. And the biggest problem they have is sleeping at night and recovering. And it's because of the uh, uh, elevated cortisol uh, from the day's exercise and so on. So anyhow, um, <clears throat> we started, uh, the, some of the docs with the tour asked for some products and we gave them to them in samples and they started using them and found that uh, uh, they had significant improvement uh, in people's sleep and pain. So we started making up um, what we call a recovery bag. Uh, and the, the word, word recovery comes because when you're out there like an athlete or a performer and you're out there putting out everything you've got, and then at night when you go to sleep, you need to recover so you can get up the next day and stay in the game. So we called it a recovery bag because of that. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyhow, what we found was uh, in grounding the riders of the Tour de France, uh, the teams that used the grounding, they um, all the riders finished the race. Um, they had better sleep. Uh, they had um, uh, more rapid healing in many cases. Uh, they would have wounds healed in uh, less than half the time that it would take normally, which would allow them to stay in the game. And, and um, yeah, there was like, uh, I think, seven uh, of the last victories of the Tour de France. Those riders were grounded. And um, so that's one, one place we have a lot of athletes, uh, uh, especially in the football. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have teams per se, but a lot of the uh, players on the teams, they keep moving around. But it's like the Cardinals down in Phoenix. I mean, they were one ones who are really aggressive about getting grounded. Uh, some of the I'm Patriots, sure they want that the competitive teams. edge, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and they don't necessarily go tell anybody about it. Um, but it's just, it's really the docs taking care of these athletes that are getting them to uh, be grounded, sleep grounded, uh, to improve recovery. Okay. Um, I want to see, do we have a caller on the line, Amy? Um, caller, do you want to go ahead? And then we'll come back to that because I want to talk more about the medical profession's reaction to this. Okay. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead. 
Hi, Dick Gregor from Brooksville. Uh, just uh, years ago, I was working with asbestos, and uh, one of the things that struck me, I'm an engineer, and uh, the uh, asbestos particles are, 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 are active uh, in terms of uh, uh, electronegativity, and, uh, and perhaps uh, the same thing you're talking about uh, is a possible explanation for why particles swing in the lungs and cause uh, lung cancer because of the uh, Van der Waals attraction. Are you, are you asking, Clint, if that's... I'm asking that question. Is yeah. that, have you looked into that? No, I have not. Um, I, what I primarily, my research is based on proof of concept showing that earthing affects uh, the body, period. I mean, basically the blood, the resp respiration, the autonomic nervous system, um, okay. things of that nature. Uh -huh. Okay, well, it's just something to keep track of in the future. Very, yeah, very Thank interesting. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, yeah, Clint, how has the medical um, profession reacted to what you have to say? Well, um, you know, it's, it's like um, we have hundreds of uh, practitioners, docs, uh, MDs, who use earthing, recommend earthing, um, buy earthing product, give it to their, pro their patients, uh, in some cases, resell them. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> we have another caller. Can I? I hate to interrupt you, but we have another caller. Can we take the caller and then sure. come back to this caller? Are you there? You uh -huh. Can you? Hello. Hello. This is Yo in Tremont. Hi, Yo. I wonder if you could discuss the relative grounding potential of various outdoor surface materials. I mean, concrete. Um, uh, macadam, ledge, grass, soil, uh, buildings. Uh, do you get grounded in a in a building if it has a concrete floor? Uh, I typically go barefoot whenever it's above freezing myself, and I think it's a wonderful therapy to be grounded. I'd like to add as a caveat for anyone who wants to try it, that your feet do dry out during the day and at nighttime you should be sure to apply some oils to keep your skin lubricated. Thank you so much for putting on this program and thank you to everyone for supporting Community Radio. Thank you, yeah. What about the concrete, yeah? Well, the, you have to remember concrete is made of earth, earth materials. And all concrete holds a certain amount of moisture. And so when you're standing barefoot on concrete, you are grounded. If you want to be more grounded, all you need to do is you know, spray just a little bit of water or if there's a little bit of moisture. In areas like Maine where there's a lot of moisture and a lot of humidity, uh, your concrete is definitely grounded. Um, <clears throat> in the barn or in a building, it may be a little drier but still you are very grounded. And this can be measured with a voltmeter <clears throat> or an ohms meter to, mm -hmm. to measure it. I, I um, found here in Maine in the wintertime that one solution for me was to go down in my basement because it had a dirt floor and another part of it had a concrete slab. So even though it was, uh -huh. you know, even though it was uh, 10 degrees and snowing outside, your basement right. is also a, a place in many Maine homes that you could go to get grounded in the wintertime. Yep, and, and I recommend that often. Um, we have another anybody, caller uh, on the line. Sure. Okay, caller, are you there? Good morning. It's Sydney from Dover Foxcroft. Thanks for calling. Come in. Go ahead. 
I'd like to caution against uh, grounding yourself in any way to your electrical system. Uh, I'm a radio engineer. Uh, Maine has the lowest soil conductivity of any place in the United States. And one thing we have is our electric utilities are all earthed on one side or grounded on one side. And what you get is a lot of earth currents. You actually get 60-cycle electricity going through the top of surface of the ground. And in addition, we have a lot of old buildings in Maine with a lot of old wiring. I don't know how many three-wire plugs I found that are not grounded at all because it's hooked up to older wiring in the other part of the building. So if you want to ground yourself, I'd strongly suggest uh, making a separate ground wire to a separate stake in the ground and check for earth currents. There's a lot of 60-cycle electricity floating around right on top of the surface of the ground. Hmm. What do you think about that? Thank you. Thanks for calling. What do, you, what do you think about that, Clint? It translate that into uh, well, it, language for lay people. Well, it's a whole other subject, and uh, you know, a lot of people are are caught up into the fact that you know they're, that uh, EMFs are the cause of all of these modern health disorders. And I spent many millions of dollars, many years, proving that it's a loss of contact with the earth, not necessarily. Uh, but but anyhow, that's a whole other issue. But but as far as currents and traveling on the surface of the earth, <clears throat> when you ground somebody with an earthing product, and <clears throat> in the ESD industry, electrostatic discharge industry, there are millions of people grounded every day that wear bracelets or wrist straps or uh, smock clothing that is grounded and it's connected to an electrical ground. <clears throat> and this is to prevent static electricity from destroying chips or things of that nature. But also, um, what he's referring to is uh, measuring 60-cycle current on the ground. Um, Technically, the Earth is the other half of the grid, Uh, the 60-cycle grid or 50-cycle, depending on what country you're in. But anyhow, when you connect a ground rod to the Earth and you have a wire coming up out of the Earth, and whether it's the electrical ground or a dedicated ground rod. And then it goes to a ground plane, which is what the earthing devices really are. <clears throat> what you have is you have a single point ground. No current can flow through that wire. In order for current to flow through that wire and create what he's concerned about is you have to have another wire connected to the other side of the earthing product and run it to the ground on the other side of the house so you have what would create a ground loop or a ground circuit. So, but anyhow, this is a big discussion. Um, I've spent 30 years in the communications industry. I've spent half my life working with uh, triple, high triple E's. I mean, and, you know, we understand it from a communications. Uh, if you want to reduce noise uh, and you want good pictures on television and good clear data, you have to ground, 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 more ground, any noise, ground, more ground. So ground is a way to reduce the noise that everybody is, that he's referring to and so on. But anyhow, anybody can call me and talk to me about that uh, offline. Okay. It's a and whole discussion. We will there's a get, lot of information. Okay, a lot of information. We will have you give some contact information at the end so people can get in sure. touch with you. I think we have another caller on the line. Caller, can you go uh-huh. ahead? Yes, hi, Catherine in Appleton. I love all this knowledge. But um, I and I've tried. I've tried to listen. I've been in and out in this beautiful day and busy. But did you also mention the movie Grounded? No. You know about that movie? 
Do you know about that, Clint? Yes, we haven't mentioned it, but... Um, it's a wonderful is a... movie, and very quickly, I think it takes place, place in Alaska, and... Um, well, well, why don't you go ahead and tell the, tell the sure. audience about it, because it's wonderful. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I was uh, on Voice of America Radio one day being interviewed, and there was a um, National uh, Geographic filmmaker up in Haines, Alaska, that heard the, heard the show. And so he got uh, went out and started grounding himself, had dramatic results, uh, contacted me and wanted to do uh, or ask if anybody had ever done a video or story on Earthing. I said no at that time. And so he set about to produce a uh, feature film. It's called The Grounded. Uh, it's produced by uh, Stephen, or I mean, uh, Steve Crochelle. And um, <clears throat> it's um, uh, about a 75-minute movie. There are, we have astronauts in it. We have David, or yes, David Suzuki, a lot of people. But it's really about the impact that Earthing has had on the people in, of Haines, Alaska. And it's, it's a lot of people see the movie, they uh, love it, share it, pass it around. And uh, it, it's been getting a lot of play. I think they ran it on com, and there was nearly a million people watched the movie on, on uh, Dr. McCullough's site. Right. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer for it. I haven't actually seen the movie yet, and I would very much like to like to do that. So, um, caller, thank you very much for uh, bringing that information into the show. That's that's really great. Um, I want to also go back to uh, the medical profession and and how this is being viewed, and and also how how does how does it work to do research on something? I mean, many many times I'll see. Um, an article that will say a certain there is no evidence that a certain thing is true, but what it means is that there's not been any research done on it because right. maybe there uh-huh. isn't the money. Because re- so talk talk about that issue a little bit and maybe research versus uh, an- anecdotal you know things. Yeah, well you, you always start out basically with anecdotal information, uh, and that's what happened. Uh, with third thing and myself and a few friends is, you know, you start grounding yourself and you start grounding other people and then all of a sudden everybody, you know, feels better or reports similar results. So then you have to go to uh, to get professional researchers to uh, pull it together, validate it, and try to understand the mechanism that's causing the effect. And so that's what I did. It took me about uh, let's see, I've been working on this 15 years. I, st- I have a dozen st- peer-reviewed studies published and we have another two or three that are in process right now at the University of Oregon uh, in Eugene and um, uh, down at UCI in Southern California. And so so what you do is you, uh, when you do a study, the first thing you do is uh, you have to uh, get an independent review board or what they call an IRB. Uh, this means you, you have a hypothesis and you're going to test something and they're going to make sure that no harm can be done and that the test is really worth doing. And then once they approve it, then you can go and do the study. And then when you do the study, you have the data analyzed and um, written up, peer-reviewed, and then if it uh, passes peer review, it can be published. Every study that we have done has been peer-reviewed and published, which is pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, <clears throat> so, but anyhow, the, the you know, it's like, um, you know, it's like there's a dozen studies. You can find them all on the uh, earthinginstitute.net. Okay. But I think the most, you know, to give you an example of a study is <clears throat> whenever we grounded anybody, they would turn pink. They would become rosy. I mean, their cheeks would become rosier. And in the early days, we thought, well, this is vasodilation or something, but it's affecting the blood and blood's getting into the capillaries and so on. So anyhow, uh, Dr. Sinatra invited me back to Essex, Connecticut, where he had his office. And he had a, about a dozen other doctors there that day. And what they did is they drew blood. And <clears throat> they looked at the blood, and they could see that all the blood on every person had uh, was sticky, meaning it, it, what they call rouleau formation, where the blood cells would be kind of stacked like poker chips and so on. And, <clears throat> and you know, when you see blood like that, the blood is thick, and it has a hard time getting into the capillaries because blood, red blood cells go single file into the capillaries and back out. So, uh, anyhow, that was a, um, a preliminary investigation to find out, okay, well, there's something going on here, and we see it. So then after we grounded everybody for a half hour to 40 minutes, every single person's blood spread out. There was no rouleau formation whatsoever. And so that was a mystery. Okay, nobody understood why this was occurring. So I took that information and went back to California and uh, got a hold of Gaetan Chevalier, who is a researcher at the University of California, Irvine. And I said, here's what we find. And so what he did is he engineered a study where we could go in and see what was happening to these blood cells. And what we found was that when you ground the body, the body becomes negatively charged. More electrons are added to the body. That's what the word negative means. When you add more electrons to the body, then all of the red cells and all of the cells in the body, in and of themselves, become more negative. They have a more negative surface charge. And a metaphor might be like if you take, if you remember when we were kids, we would take magnets. Mm-hmm. And one end's positive, one end's negative. You take two magnets, you push them together, uh, and the negative together, they'll push each other apart. Right. Or yeah. if it's negative and positive, they pull each other together. Mm-hmm. So rouleau formation would mean that some red blood cells are less electrons than others, and they pull each other together, stick together, and share an electron. <clears throat> but when they're more negatively charged, they have more electrons on the surface, and oh. then they re. So they, they, they don't repel. have to share. They don't have to share, so yeah. they don't have to glom together yeah. they, so tightly. And they repel each other. So this is nature's right. oh, yes. way. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is nature's way of maintaining blood viscosity. Mm, I see. So, so the blood so, actually is thinner when, yes. when it's charged with enough negative electrons so that they don't have to share. So, so right. you're kind of talking about, I don't know, and, t- tomato paste with, versus tomato soup. <laughs> Right, and this happens with every single person that we've ever tested. 
So we have another is, caller on the line. I just want to remind folks that this is a call, a live call-in show, and we have only a few more minutes. So if you're going to call, the number is 866-625-9378. And you're listening to WERU Community Radio, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and WERU.org online. A caller, you want to go ahead with your question for Clint. Yeah, hi, this is Rick from Belfast. Um, quick question. On an everyday basis, besides what you're talking about, like the, the uh, sheets maybe to sleep in, is, and is it uh, advisable just to go barefoot like maybe for an hour so that uh, this kind of energy that you're talking about can get into the body? Is that like suffice, uh, I mean, enough to, to do at this point? Or? Well, what I have found over the years is if you take somebody who has lupus or MS or uh, fibromyalgia or chronic uh, inflammation-related health disorder that has flares, um, this is like asthma and so on, uh, they need to be grounded like 16 hours a day in order to maintain and get, get everything under control. On the other hand, people who are relatively healthy, uh, you know, a half hour or an hour a day has a dramatic effect, especially a half hour in the morning, half hour in the evening before going to bed. Oh, interesting. Okay, thanks. Thanks for calling. Thanks, caller. Um, Clint, I do want you to go ahead and give your contact information one more time. Um, so how can okay. people reach you or get more information? Well, the best thing, to, uh, if it's more just information, the best place to go is earthinginstitute.net. Uh, for people interested in products and maybe watching, uh, you know, sharing some of it, some information, you can just go to earthing.com. Okay. And we do have another caller. Oh, go ahead. So any request to me, you send them through the Institute. All right. So use the Institute uh, site to get in touch with uh, you personally. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. We do have uh, one more caller. Uh, caller, can you go ahead? Hi, this is Gray from Hancock. Um, I'm curious if there's any uh, you have any recommendations for when people have to be in an automobile or to fly, which certainly is not in contact with the Earth. Is there anything that can be done in that kind of situation? And thanks for a great show. Thanks for calling. Good question. Okay, we have a lot of uh, we have a device on the on the Earthing.com website for automobiles. It's to ground yourself while you're in an automobile, and what it is, it's not grounding yourself to the earth. But you have to realize a car weighs, you know, like uh, four or five thousand pounds, and a person weighs like one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So you add them together, and it'd be like you know, five thousand one hundred fifty pounds. So when you're driving in a car. Uh, what's happening in the bottom of the seat is bouncing up and down, and the back of the seat is stationary. So you're tribocharging. You're creating a lot of, a lot of static electricity on your body. So <clears throat> what we have there is a little uh, rubber mat that is, has a little ground wire on it, a clip. You put it on the seat, and then you connect it to any piece of metal underneath the seat. And all metal in the seat is connected to the frame, and the frame is connected to a the negative side of a 12-volt battery. So... Anyhow, uh, what it does is it reduces the charge on your body by about 95, 96%. And so you feel better uh, when you're driving. But it's not an earth ground, but it is a ground and because the car itself is a big metal body. So it is a ground. I mean, you're grounding yourself to the 
automobile. Now, what about what about in an airplane? I think I heard on one of those interviews that you uh, did, or or maybe Marcola did with uh, Sinatra. There was some Sinatra said something about um, putting his feet against the struts in the plane, the metal struts under the seat. Does that work? The plane. Yes, the plane is all uh, it's all connected metal. The, all the metal is connected, and so the seats, you know, where the runners are that hold the seats in place. If there's bare metal there or the strut on the seat, I mean, it's connected to the plane. And so, if there's static electricity on your body and you touch that, it will equalize your body with the plane and reduce charge on the body, and you are going to feel better. And would this also help with jet lag, either during the flight or when you got to your location, if you grounded yourself yep. when you got somewhere? Yeah, one of the things that we found, it does help with jet, but here's what really helps with jet lag. And when we did the cortisol study, this was back in 2003, I think, somewhere back there, we had stewardesses down in San Diego who were participating in the study, and we saw that their cortisol was off three hours because they spent half their time in New York and half their time in San Diego. And whenever they would fly, they would come home and they would have jet lag. But what was happening was their the, the, the cortisol has a circadian pro, profile. It's very high at 8 a.m., starts to rise at 4 a.m., and then it depletes all uh, you know throughout the day, and then at night you want it very low, especially around midnight, because if you're not sleeping, your cortisol is out of, out of balance. But anyhow, what we found was is if you take, Uh, If your cortisol is running on New York time, you fly to San Diego, you get off the plane, go stand on the earth for 15 minutes, it resets and resynchronizes your... um, Incredible. Just incredible. Uh, We're at the end of our time. Unfortunately, Clint, thanks so much for being with us today on Healthy Options. Um, We hope all of our listeners will join us again next month. And in the meantime, stay healthy and happy. I'm Andre Bella, and thanks so much for listening. Support for WERU comes from Panama.